I host this podcast. This is episode 24. I want to warn y'all now, it's so long. And I'm very tired. It's been such a long week uh, this week. And I was going to say some stuff about the cruise and some couple other things. But I think I'm going to wait till next episode just because it's been a lot this week. It's been a lot with just life and current events and things like that. So we're going to get straight into the episode. It's another EPL talk. It's our end of the season EPL talk. Clayton Cooper's back. So y'all enjoy the fun and I'll get back with y'all at the end of the episode with some fun little music news. Here we go. Okay, here we are. First recording back since I got off the boat. A lot has happened in the last week that I have had to play catch up on. There was so much stuff that happened with soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. And the end of the Premier League... Um, just happened, and so naturally it's time to record another EPL talk. I think this is our seventh one, Clayton, something like that. I'm hoping you keep up with these numbers at this point. <laughs> I think it's our seventh <laughs> one. Anywho, uh, you just heard his voice. Clayton's here. Yep, I'm here. He's here to talk all the things with me as we kind of put a bow on the end of this very wild Premier League season. I know. It, there's just so much to talk about. Like, just even, like, talking through all the teams. Like, you can – I can write, like, a two-chunk paragraph on all all the teams. That It's just yeah. – it's crazy. And yeah. we're, we're going to cover it all today, hopefully, in a good amount of time for the listener. <laughs> but this is one of those episodes where you need to grab your popcorn because there's yeah. going to be a lot to yeah, talk Yeah, PSA, about. this is going to go along. Like, <laughs> like, I know Clayton just tried to be like, hey try to keep it concise no (laughs) it's not happening it's not gonna happen yeah let's start we're gonna do table from the top down and uh just see what happens so i guess let's start with the champions yeah yay city won again yeah there's, there's a lot of times and i mean dennis and i were talking off the off the air and kind of giving each other updates but it was just very, I guess that it was kind of like a Cinderella thing because obviously Villa went up to nothing and everyone's like, oh my gosh, Liverpool has a chance and that game was drawn. And then Liverpool scored and we're like, oh my gosh, they're going to be the champions. And then City just came back. And so we were kind of just like, I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. I thought that City being down 2-0 would be it because you know how mentally they've had moments where they've caved especially in the Champions League a few weeks ago. And so seeing them being able to to turn that around in five minutes is actually not only really kind of impressive considering they just went through a very difficult set of circumstances in Madrid a few weeks ago, so good on them. But also it's Aston Villa, so it's not like, you know, you're not playing the Kareem Benzema's and the Vinicius Juniors and the Luka Modric's of the world. You're, you're facing the Ollie Watkins and the Tyron Mings. Like. Which we will talk about them later as we get to their spot on the table. But I am very frustrated at Tyron Mings because he is awful. And he gave up the third goal, essentially. He so. just needs to be a part-time footballer, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, they just need to call him up for national team. Because that's all. Like, he's played so well for the national team. And I just wish it correlated yeah. to club. But Yeah. I think part of it, too, it's they don't have a really solid, solid 
midfield. Like, they have McGinn, and McGinn's been pretty good. But outside of that, there's not a lot of consistency. So if you had a, a good number six or whatever, good number five, whatever the defensive midfielder is in this situation, uh, I think he'd be a little bit better. But he also, you know, could be good at his job. But anyway, we're talking about Villa later. I mean, this was the year, if anybody was going to win it, not City, this was going to be the year. I'm not saying just that at Liverpool. I'm saying even you too, like Chelsea, for example. Um, because now that the Holland deal is through, like they're going to win the league for the next like seven years, you know, for as long as Holland's there, I don't like, I genuinely don't see how they can lose the league. I mean, I don't wish this upon any other team, but if you looked at their track history of injuries throughout the year for city, you know, like Ruben Diaz had some time off. Cancelo was gone. Um, any other ones, um, De Bruyne Walker. Was out. Walker. Uh, I mean, De Bruyne was out for a couple of games this year. So you never know what team's going to be healthy. I'm not going to, I don't wish that upon anybody, but it's obviously something to keep track of because some of these players, especially in the soccer world, they get hurt and they just get plagued with injuries ever after that. So I think it'll be interesting. I hope that another team puts up a fight, whether it's Liverpool, Chelsea, you know, Man United out of nowhere. You never know. Tottenham. Tottenham. That's what I'm saying. Not Arsenal. But um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see as it stands. Yeah, I completely agree with you. This They just bought five years of championships. Yeah. So. <sighs> yeah, yeah. whoopity-doo. I mean, hopefully they never win the Champions League. During that, though, I'll find I'll be completely fine with them winning every single Premier League title, but I don't want them to win a domestic championship. I really don't. It's frustrating because they were down 2-0, two straight games, and and figured it out. I mean, there's nothing Liverpool could have done as I transition now into um, what it, you know, Liverpool could have done. You know, maybe don't freaking tie to Tottenham. Maybe don't tie to Brentford early in the year because the margin of error is that small. You've got about. Mm-hmm. Eight games that you can get away with. Like this year, it was like eight or nine games that you could get away with. You know, it's frustrating because Liverpool did all they could. They did their job on the final day. It was scary at first, but they ended up winning 3 1 against Wolves. It's frustrating that they lost less games than City, and yet City won the title. But that's a product of drawing so much. You know, got to mm-hmm. gotta win. But I think overall, I mean, you can attest to it because you're a Liverpool fan. But if I was a Liverpool fan, if you end up winning the Champions League, I feel like the season's completely yeah. worth it. Yeah. I mean, um, the season is good as it is now mm-hmm. with winning two cups, you know. But Going for a treble, which would be pretty interesting. Out of all of them, you don't win the league title, which I feel like is one of the uh, – I wouldn't say it's one of the easier ones, but – Actually, that's the one of the harder ones. Well, yeah, obtain. when you have Manchester freaking. Yeah, that's City, what I was thinking you know? about. Yeah, but I mean, when you face Chelsea in both finals, I mean, yeah, <laughs> Chelsea twice in the league. Yeah, you know? it's not going to talk too much about it, but I mean, y'all yeah. had a good year, and like I think, I think the Champions League would be a cherry on top. Yeah. Not yeah. the most ideal because obviously winning the quadruple is very, very big. Yeah. But winning three is still very, it's still very really, good. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll talk about this at the end. We'll end with a Champions League final preview because that is in four days. But it's a must win because of not winning the league. It's a must win for us to win on Saturday. Not to say it's not a failure. Like the season's not a failure if we don't win on Saturday. But considering we've been through all that we've been through this year being in so many games like 
just go win the thing, you know? You've made it this far. But a great season in the league. Um, it's cool that Mo won the Golden Boot or co-won it with Hyoming Sun, right? That's what happened. And Ederson and Allison both split the, the glove and something else. Then uh, who won most assists? Was that Mo too or was that Trent or somebody else? That's not in Liverpool. I'm going to be honest. I did not see any of that. Okay. So this is news to me. Okay. <laughs> um, I literally, whenever the league happened, I kind of just stopped watching. I was like, all right, you know, that happened. Yeah. I was mostly focused more on the Champions League. Yeah. Like, all the awards are cool, but obviously Chelsea players are not going to get an award because of what happened. So, yeah, it's kind of disheartening. But yeah, fair enough. I mean, we did all we could. Like, Like I just said, you got to win against your Brentfords. You got to win against Tottenham at home. But, I mean, what else are you going to do? I mean, literally in any other league, you win this by a mile. It's just that you have oil money. You score 120 points in the other leagues. Like, yeah. there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, exactly. So, it is what it is. Um, I also want to take a moment to give a memoir to the great career of one of my favorite Liverpool players, Divock Origi, who it's not official that he's leaving, but it's like it's pretty obvious that he's leaving because they like did a whole thing for him at the end of the game on Sunday. I know that my favorite meme is like football without Origi is nothing, but like honestly, like it, there's some truth to that because he has been a provider of many great crucial goals. Yeah, very clutch. Those Very moments, when moments. you think of, yeah, when you think of Liverpool Cups, not even as a Liverpool fan, but when you think of Liverpool Championships, Cups, it's a Riggy. Yeah. He's there in those spots, especially the meme of the Van Dyke volley that kind of just like yeah. spiked in the air and then a Riggy just scores it out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like that kind of is like literally the, the life of his career, basically, yeah. that like he shows up in those events where you don't think, you would think a Mo would show up. A solo would show up, but it's a yeah. riggy. And yeah. it was just, he kind of gives me, he's like, obviously I'm not going to compare him to this as a skill level, but he kind of reminds me of like Christian Benteke. It's like, he's like yeah. a club legend. Like he's just notable for just being that guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, ever since I've become a fan of Pool, like he's been there and has provided so much. So I'm going to miss him a lot. But AC Milan is very lucky to have him. Very, very lucky, which we'll talk about Milan here at the end. Him and Ebra up top, man. It would, and Giroud. And Giroud. That's, yeah, yeah. that's a deadly elderly combo. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, and they have a, what's his face? Rebic still there? Mm -hmm. And they so, have Rafael Leo. Yeah. I mean, they've um, got a they've got a lot of good attacking options next year, and they just won the Italian league. Anyway, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to them later. But shout out to him, I will miss him a lot. But he um, deserves to get the reception that he's gotten. Um, I'm bummed that he won't even be fit for the game on Saturday, but it is what it is. Um, so City, you know, beat Liverpool by point one two. Chelsea finishes three. Um, I know we were Woo! just we were just memeing about oh they ended on a good note and like they just only beat Watford because Ross Barkley scored a last minute goal. <laughs> so yeah, very what it is. So. Uh, but I know it's been an up and down season um, for your team with on the field, off the field, all the different things with the club. Um, and now that the Premier League approved the sale, um, it feels like there's a bow finally on this very weird season so there's a bow and then also there's just a lot of just i can exhale now it's just like yeah I can just deflate yeah. 
because you didn't know what was going to happen with even the idea that we were going to get relegated just because we didn't have a owner and all the restrictions we had, like our sponsors, everything. And like I joked about last episode, I'm sorry for invading Ukraine from the whole Chelsea team. Sorry for invading Ukraine in the first place. We didn't do it. And I mean, I don't think we associated with it. And then how the government was trying to basically take, he didn't want Abramovich to profit from it, regardless of it going to charity or not. Right. It just was kind of, I can finally be comfortable in the situation I am. And I think finishing third was a testament to what this team is, because a lot of these teams could have been like, hey, like. They could have folded. We could hard. have folded very, very hard. and. To even finish third, I would get, you know, I would be a little upset for fourth because we had such a big gap from third to fourth. But I thought that we finished the year exceptionally strong. I know we were going to have a lot of departures, but I feel like staying in the Champions League for next year is going to bring a lot of new talent possibly into the club, also with the new ownership, with, you know, replacing Rudiger and a lot of the other pieces that we might lose that we don't even know about right now. So Marcus Alonso is pretty much going to Barcelona. That came down today. We already have a replacement, yeah. though. Right. So And like I said, I like Marcus. Some of the stuff that happened in his career beforehand wasn't a big fan of. Yeah. Didn't like him as a person, but as a player, he obviously represented the club well and put in performances, and that's what you kind of have to attest to. Yeah. So. Yeah. But Perisic is going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good fit. I genuinely do. I think him and Tuchel makes a lot of sense together. Yeah. I thought it, at first I was like, I didn't need like 40, but he's like 31, yeah. something like that, which is a good spot. Yeah, he was just in the prime. I mean, he's still kind of, he's at the end of his prime, but he was in the prime four years ago at the World Cup. Oh, so. 100%. It's not like he's lost that much since then. So I mean, a lot of people thought about that with Thiago Silva playing in his World Cup and then coming to Chelsea on a free, he he he's playing like he's still twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah. Obviously, he's losing a little bit of his mobility, but as a defensive hole, he's he's solid. Yeah, I so. mean, he's become y'all's best center back, and who would have thought that two years ago when he uh, got into the team? <laughs> I know. No, I thought I was like, okay, we got another rotational guy. Who cares? But now that he's in the starting role, I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like, mm, do you even want to lose him? You know. But but signings. Should we talk about signings? We'll get there at the end. Okay. We'll get okay. through all the all the the links and all the rumors and all that. Perfect, perfect. Um Tottenham finished fourth. We were right. We called it. We called it. I um, called it. Shout out Conte, Antonio Conte for pulling it together. I don't like that you tied against my team, but I'll I get over it. I don't know why he went to the like a derby team. Like he literally went from managing us to being a rival. I know. It's fine. Yeah, shout out to them. They finished on a really strong note. I mean, they beat Bur- they beat relegation teams, you know. But their last, um, that's five games? Four or five games. They haven't lost since mid-April when they lost to Brighton. Which but is since crazy. Then they tied against Brentford, tied against Liverpool, beat Leicester, beat Arsenal. That was the big game. And then beat Burnley and Norwich, two relegated teams. They they look so much better, so much more like cohesive, um, than they did. You know, at the start of the year with the Nuno, the long lived Nuno era of like two weeks. It felt like 
Harry Kane looks like he wants to be there again, which, you know, that's a big win, um, considering, you know, his desire to be at City, which, like, no, it doesn't matter. It's not like he has a spot on that team anymore. Son looks amazing. Um, their defense actually kind of looks like a defense, which is surprising. Now they just need a, some more complementary pieces, I think, and maybe a, a star in the midfield, a new star in the midfield, and they could be very, very good next year. And the report came out today that they're getting like $150 million, um, more money in like to be able to spend on the transfer window, which that's a lot for Conte to work with. So give me your thoughts on the space. It's going to be pretty interesting because obviously Conte has a really good represent, representation over in the Serie A. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised if some big names from the Serie A go over there, like Barella from Inter, who he coached at. I could see Milinkovic-Savic. I could see a lot of midfielders come over. And I think it would be pretty interesting because I feel like that's kind of his play style. He has his little Italian flair because obviously you saw it with our Chelsea team when we were under him and we won a championship. It was a lot of not necessarily tiki-taka, but, you know, balls, long runs, that kind of sort of ball. So it would be pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that they're attacking – I think their defense is actually solid. I wouldn't make any changes. And, I mean, people say, oh, Christian Romero's not that great, and Emerson Royale's just not it, but they are. They are. It's their first year in the prem. Every every player kind of goes through that weird spell when they enter the league. Mm-hmm. Like Sancho did it, and now he's starting to turn up for United. And so, I mean, Timo did it. So, Havertz did it. So, I think it just takes a lot of adjusting. Yeah. And I think that their team chemistry is the highest it's been for a while. Yeah. Like you said with Kane yeah. wanting to be there. And I think that's just a huge testament going forward. Yeah. There's like a culture there, which that's something they haven't had in a while. And like there's such – I talk about vibes teams all the time in the NBA. Tottenham is a vibes team. Like they are the vibes team of the Prem, I think. And I think Conte has just brought good – Good and, like, honest vibes, like, to the team. Like, he's very, like, honest with himself, honest with the team in, like, a good way that's not, like, demeaning. Um, But he knows what he wants and he expects a lot. And to come fix the mess that was made, not only from Nuno, but, like, even, like, going back to, like, the end of the Jose era, like, they've been in flux for a little bit. Um, And for him to be able to, to come and bring that flair that you just talked about. That's a huge credit to him. Also, huge credit to Kulusevski. Kulu, which we Kulu. which we always talk about him, but he has been awesome like since he got there and has made a big that like partnership of like him, uh, Son and Kane is pretty cool. Like it works really well. I was very curious to see how it would work on the field, and obviously I don't watch Tottenham as much as like I do like Liverpool or Chelsea or Man City, for example. But in the games that I did see. There's it just feels natural. There's not like a sense of awkwardness. It's a lot like Luis Diaz. Like there's not like a any sort of like disruption because like oh this one guy's not as skilled or not as fast or whatever. Like they all seem to work together, and I think that's a testament to Kulusevski for being willing to adapt um, so quickly into the team. And now they're gonna buy out because he was on a loan, but now they're gonna buy out the rest of his deal, and then he's gonna stay there for a while. So. He's a key cog in their attack now, and that's that's a big deal because they they've needed somebody else to compliment Son, you know, 
because I mean they've kind of had a revolving door of like Lucas Mora had a little bit and like Bergwine was good for a couple months when he first joined and then really dropped off, and they just keep having this cycle of people um, as that third in the front three, and I think Kulusevski has become the right fit there. So as long as they keep up some sort of consistency, because you know how we talk about at the very beginning of our episodes, they're just a roller coaster. You didn't know what to expect with them, but as long as they get that consistency, I think that they can remain in the top four for years to come. I would not be surprised if they're fighting for third, like hard next year with whether we take a step back and we're like trying to be at third, whether it's you guys still being in that second, third area like y'all were this year, there's a chance that they could be up there and they can make a real run. And I don't want to, uh, I don't want to discount Conte because he has the capability to do that. He's got the track record. So they're going to be real cool to watch next year. I would think going down the fifth is their crosstown rival. Uh, many teams crosstown rival Arsenal um, who ended with a massive disappointment um, not making the Champions League and finishing fifth, and so they're going to at least play European ball next year, which they haven't. And I think I think they took a year break this year. So thoughts on on the Gooners and uh, and what to expect from them next year? Now that they're going to be a little more seasoned, and they'll maybe have a chance to play for top four again next year. I mean, first of all, London's blue. True. Second of all, I think. They're just a weird team. They're kind of just that team that was just there. You know, like in the NBA, there's teams that are just there and there's not really anything about them. That's kind of just how I felt with them. Like there's just no – I think what it was is there's a lot of in-between kind of feeling because with a bombing especially – being there for the first part of the year, it's like, do we want to stick with him? You know, he's causing a lot of issues. And so I felt like once they kind of got past those issues with him, they started becoming the team that they've wanted to be. But obviously it was just way too late because they went on that mad streak of just playing really well. Saka was turning up, which honestly you could have put him in the mix for young player of the year this year. Yeah, which by the way, is it, can, we, can we break and talk about that for a sec? Because uh, why the heck is Phil Foden winning that w- award over guys like Saka and Connor Gallagher and Trent Alexander-Arnold and Declan Rice? Why? Because a lot of people just like him, I guess. I don't know. Like, there's just something about him. I, is it because he bleached his hair in the England squad? Is that why? Just because he has that publicity factor? Because, I mean, Mason Mount had more goals and assists and less appearances. Yeah. Um, Reese James, like I sent you this morning, yeah. he had a, a thousand less minutes than Trent Alexander Arnold and had way more goal contributions. That doesn't go towards Trent. Yeah. Like well, they had they, the same. Right? Yeah, they basically had the same and a thousand less minutes. Yeah. And I mean, you can honestly, like Connor Gallagher, yeah, you and Trent even could have won it too. It's just, I think it's just a publicity award. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I mean, you've got two. Two boys over there at City who I think people like because of their looks between him and, and Grealish. By the way, I don't know if you saw today that Grealish is now Gucci's like global brand ambassador. 
You should just stick to that and not football. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's not like he was doing anything this year and for the he city was, anyway. He was partying like he contributed everything to it. And he like, had like two goals in the league this year. Did you hear what he said? Uh, he no. said he he gave a special shout out. I think he was intoxicated. Of course. But um, he said shout out. He was like, the only reason that I would be here in this moment is because um, Bernardo Silva got subbed off in the 70th minute so I can come into the game. <laughs> what? Yeah, because he was like, yeah, it just wasn't his day. I was like, what? What? He, Gosh. Yeah, $100 million for that. Yeah, well, You could say Timo was a, a, the biggest you know, flop, but... I don't know, dude. At least Timo like, contributed to a Champions League title last year. I will, say this, if ti- I, I will say this. If Timo did not make the run he did, exactly. it wouldn't have opened up Havertz. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. And I would pay. I would pay Champions for. League. I would pay forty million for a run. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would think that the Grealish signing was one of the more bigger flops, more so than Timo for sure. And I'm not saying that out of like coming on to not you. because I'm standing yeah. right in front of you. Right? No, no, <laughs> legit. No, legit. Because like, what did he do this year? All this hype for nothing, and it's like I think he scored three goals. Yeah, four. Like, come on, dude. Like, you can't be on that team. Get signed for that much money and not produce, you know, and I don't know how Pep stand like. I don't know how Pep deals with it. I really don't. I would imagine he's not going to be there very long, and if I'm a Villa fan, I would not want him back. Not worth it. Not worth it. Send the him to Newcastle. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, Ar- Arsenal had a, a fine year. They will be better shaped next year. But it's just a matter of if their guys continue to make leaps, if Saka continues to take steps forward, if uh, Smith Rowe continues to take steps forward, if Martinelli. Sign, if they sign Gabriel Jesus. If they sign Gabriel Jesus, Jesus which is Jesus. very likely. <laughs> or Tielemans, which is, you know, that's heating up. Again, we, we're going to talk about that later. But if uh, if Odegaard continues to, to play well, which he has, I, I really like his fit on that team. So... We'll see. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, Man U finished sixth, much to my surprise, but because West Ham, they were they were not good um, to end of the year. For them, if I'm a Man U fan, it's like, all right, let's wipe off this year, like wash it out of our brains. Let's get ready for next year with our new coach. What do you What do you make of this very odd year for the Red Devils? I I don't know what to say really. I really don't because. This was one of the, I didn't even feel like I was watching Man United half the time. I felt like I was watching a Burnley trying to face, you know, get a draw for to stay out of relegation. Like that's literally how it felt like. And with Ronaldo, I think he carried that team. He really did. Yeah. Just Ronaldo had the big backpack, and what was in the big backpack was his whole defense, especially Harry Maguire, who I don't I don't know what they're gonna do with him. Yeah, I don't know. He's so much money, you either give him one more year or you replace him. Because, I mean, I feel like knowing Man United, they're going to try to get some money for him. And I wouldn't be surprised if they just swap. Mm-hmm. They might just do a player swap at that point. Because yeah. I don't think anybody's going to pay a large lump sum of money for him. Yeah. Unless it's like enter Miami on a loan deal or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But there's nothing... There's just no cre- – th- there's no, like, standout player besides Ronaldo. Yeah. 
I mean, you can say Bruno, but Bruno didn't have the best of years. He had a really good year. I thought he had a better year than Bernardo Silva. And, I mean, Bernardo Silva was praised all of this year. But I think Bruno still had a good year. I think it just it just weighed him down just because how the team was doing. Yeah. So it just need that, and I I don't think you know they obviously went their advert through their adversity with you know, Ollie Gunner and you know obviously having a manager change going to Ragnick in the meantime and now. <sighs> the Ajax manager I forgot his name. Ten Hag. Ten Hag. There you go. I was gonna <laughs> say Van Hog and I was like ten. All the ten Van Hog all mixed <laughs> together. So I was just like gonna say Ajax yeah, manager. Dutch people, man. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just this is gonna be a real big summer for them, and I don't. Hopefully, they can get the signings that they're looking forward to, even though they're not in any European competition. Yeah, they're well, now they're in Europa they're League. Comp- Europa League. They are. Yeah, they're in sixth. I thought fifth was Europa League. Sixth was Conference. I League. thought it was fifth and sixth, and then seventh was Conference League. Or I'll have to, totally to double check, but I. Has there always been two Premier teams, Premier League teams? There usually has been. Goodness, I feel so dumb. We're going to look this up on the interwebs right now. Yep. Because this is what we do. Because I want to double check. I And if I'm wrong, I want to be wrong now. Yeah, before we Rather do. than someone emails Dennis and Fred and Pod and just be like, Clayton hey! was so wrong on this. Yeah. I'm a Man United fan. I know we're going to Europa League. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Wow. Fifth and sixth. Okay, well, I mean, it's better than nothing. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. But also, Ronaldo in the Europa League is weird. Yes, very weird. And I don't. I mean, a big contributor or a big reason why people want to play for these teams is because these high level year uh, English Premier League teams is because of the Champions League. Yeah. So I don't know if that will affect even a Frankie move or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. But I like I said, it's just they had their own adversity. But this, wow. Yeah. I've never seen, never seen anything like it. Yeah. Speaking of disappointment, West Ham, man, they really finished with a dud to end this year. They didn't win against City, um, even though they were up two. Mm-hmm. They failed to be back in the same competition they were this year um, in Europa League. Now they're going to Europa Conference League. So these are playing European football. I don't know. I just felt like watching them, it's like the same spirit that they've had the last few years just wasn't there, you know, especially with how great they were last year and how awesome they were at the start of the year. It was, I mean, they had some signature wins against my team and against your team, you know, like both at home. Um Still remember that really weird goal that uh was it Antonio that scored the weird like cross looking goal that Masuaku. Oh, okay. Gotcha. On his left foot that went near post. Yes, I know. Yeah. I remember it vividly and when you mentioned it, it just replayed in my yeah, head. You're again. Welcome. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh anywho. Kind of a dud, you know? Like it's not like grounds for oh let's fire moist, but like eh. let's look into firing moist. I don't know about that. They no, they okay. they I need some they need fresh people in the squad because they've also been playing like the same team. It seems like every competition they play the exact same 11 and you've got to have some sort of turnover um to keep things fresh, you know. 
That's what City does well. That's what Liverpool does well. That's what Chelsea does well. They always bring new people in to like freshen things up a little bit. They need to do that bad, and I think they especially need to do that in the midfield um, to kind of give uh, Declan Rice and Suchek some some relief and also to give Antonio some relief up top because their attacking options really struggled. Even himself, he struggled this year um, towards the end. So, I don't know. What I would say towards the end, yeah. Yeah. But you got to also think of the positives because Brandon Bowen – He's he's good. Jared Bowen. Jared Bowen, sorry. Close enough. Bowen. Yeah. There you go. See, yeah. He, he got called up to the England team today. I know. Good and for so him. And so did Connor Gallagher. Yeah. And so did James Justin. And so did Reese James and Mason Mount. Interesting. But I don't know why they brought. I don't know why they said that because they were already in the in the team. Yeah. Anywho, it doesn't know. matter. Anywho, yeah. But I thought they had a good year. Yeah, it's not a bad year by any means, but it's like with how they started. I th- yeah, I think they should have finished better than United. I think I think that they had a better year than United did, but it'll be interesting because of all the rumors with Declan Rice and I want I really really want to see who they bring in. That's one of those weird teams where you you always see like they sign like when they sign that when they sign Pyatt, it was like wow like. Would have never thought that mm-hmm. turned out to be really good. So I want to see if there's like a Payet esque transfer that comes in and makes a big difference. Because it'll be interesting. It really will. Yeah. Because they're always kind of like that underdog team. Like they're they're that sneaky, scrappy team that always gives everyone fits. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I want to see if they can keep that up and even you know progress through the conference league cuz i mean they progressed through the Euro- europa league pretty well i mean they lost to frankfurt right yeah the eventual champions yeah so I, there's a lot of positives but there's also a lot of negatives yeah that's the way i would put it they need a little more playmaking cuz their midfield is not like a playmaking midfield no offense to suchek and, and Declan rice but those are like more like box to box defensive guys as opposed to like a Tiago from Liverpool, for example, or like a Mason Mount, for example, like guys like that, that are able to, to play balls and be able to, to find, you know, cool passes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what they need. And we'll see if they, if they do that. Not like they're going to listen to us, but you never know. They could still across this podcast there. Hey, David Moyes, if you're watching, (laughs) just give me a call. (laughs) Yeah. Listen to, listen to our advice Two bros from Texas talking about English Premier League. Just hey. listen to us. We're experts. Just if they put the games on Peacock, I won't be able to watch. But everything else yeah. we can watch. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Leicester finished eighth. I would not have told you that like two weeks ago. I would not have guessed that. I'm like, oh, they're going to finish like 10th or 11th. Nope, they finished eighth. Um, but also there's like three teams separated by like two or three points like between ninth and And there's also 12, a lot of things so. that happened that you we didn't even predict, which I mean... Honestly, if we bet our lives on it, it probably would have happened. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, ah, that's a weird team. Yeah. They had a weird year. Because you come off winning a, a title with 1,001 odds, and then all, like, Mara's departure, Conte departure, you still had Vardy, you still, I, would you say he was in his prime? Or, like, what, what, what stage were you think Vardy's in right now? Kind of like leaving his prime. Yeah, he's leaving his prime. He was in his prime like... Two years ago? Two, three years ago? Yeah. 
I'd say so. I would say, I would say last year. I would say last year was like, okay, he's leaving his prime, mm-hmm. and this year was like the example of, hey, I think he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but that team has so much potential. They have so much talent, like across the whole field. Even like their older guys, like Casper Schmeichel is still dope, and he's like kind of ancient now because he's been there forever. I you know. know. What I mean? It's it, they need. That's just an example of just a team that's you know kind of grown up all together, and now they're all grown up and they don't know what to do, which will be interesting to see. Because I mean, Pat Sandaka, I think he's going to take over the role of Vardy whenever he leaves. Mm-hmm. I think Madison's going to do a really good job, and I think he still kind of find his footing as to what kind of player he is. Yeah, they need and to build also, a team he, around him. And for he sure, also though. had a lot of injuries, and so. I think that those are the they need to keep at least them two. Yeah. For them to at least compete. Yeah. And keep some of their their center backs like uh Fofana. Um that's a good guy to build around. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know they need a lot of things. They need a lot of things to get done. Do do we think Brendan Rodgers leaving helps them? Or is he still, like, the guy for them? At least for, like, the first little bit of give next him, year. Give him, yeah, I'd say give him two, three years. Okay. Okay. I don't think I don't think this is a him thing. I really don't. Yeah, I, I mean, think, they, they I are think so it's unfortunate a, with injuries this year. Because again. this is my – when I look at it, you give him two, two transfer windows, see how that team plays out for the year or two years. If it doesn't go his way, you can sack him. Yeah. But I don't I think he's I think he's um what's it called? I think he's the right man for the job. I really do. Okay. So yeah. uh, it's just kind of a waiting game. Yeah. See what they do and if it doesn't go well we can address it yeah. and move on. I think them finishing top ten though is an accomplishment considering of the course. years that they've had. Of course. A team who deserves some props for finishing top ten and it is an accomplishment for them is Brighton. That's a great year for them to get 51 points, considering like two years ago they were fighting for relegation. That's a huge testament to Grant Potter um, and the job that he's done ever since he got to to that role. Obviously, they've had a lot of like ups and downs and stuff with like oh, pie. The, yes, <laughs> they'll get like blown out like four zero by like Man U. Yep, but like, then they'll they, blow out Man U for nothing. Yeah. Or they'll <laughs> they'll do the opposite. They'll be like, oh, yeah. you, did, you did it to me, I'll do it to you. Yeah, I mean, Trossard has been great for them. Malpai, like you just talked about. Uh, Cucurella has been incredible for them this year. I think he won their Player of the Year award, actually. He did. Um, Bissouma, they, that's a team with year. a lot of talent, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't like bringing up Cobham, but it, find, it seems to find its place everywhere else. But Lamptey's been playing. He had an incredible year. Yeah. So... I think <laughs> Malpai gives me like Gignac vibes. Like he's yeah. old and yeah. he just brings that passion that a yeah. team needs. Like yep. He's always that one. Oh, let's oh. go. Yeah. yeah. He's always encouraging and trying to get the crowd involved. And I think he's just, I, I love Malpai. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good, but Brighton good player. Props to them. There's not really much to say. Yeah. Because it's going to be, hey, did we expect them to be top 10? No. Were they? Yes. Did they have a good year? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if they just keep regressing, like, 
you never know what this team could be next year. They could be fighting for that UECL spot. Um, that'd be fun. That'd, that'd be that'd be fun to see them there. But, but we'll I, if I was in the Europa League, having to face them, I wouldn't because all it is is they're basically the Seattle. It just rains there nonstop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I don't think yeah. anyone would want to play yeah. there. Yeah, that's fair. Wolves finished tenth. Kind of a disappointing year for them, but also it's understandable with a new coach, a new goalkeeper, some guys that are probably leaving. Like I think Ruben Neves is leaving. Um after this year um you know it's hard to come back for in the uh, case of Raul Jimenez it's hard to come back from a very like like threatening head injury and be able to produce anywhere what he was doing before he did okay um I, I don't know there's a lot that needs to happen there too that they got to get some new defenders I think I'm not sure if building around Connor Cody in the back line is what you want you know what I mean? Sort of. I think he's a good talent, but you need a lot more surrounding him. Like you can, like with some of these teams, you can kind of get away with one defender mm-hmm. being really, really good. Like in the like, even Man United sense, like you can run Veron with a Phil Jones, and the defense would be somewhat, you know, somewhat, somewhat okay. Com- yeah. Somewhat okay. But if you have Connor Cody with the defense that they have now. I don't that's it would kind of scare me if I was a Wolves fan. So I I think that they need to get a young center back or wing back cuz Tomatoes He's I not love, bad. I love him, but uh, he did not have a great year this year. No, he did not. So I would say get one more, you know, outside, you know, outer back or center back, they're fine. Freshen up the midfield Just, if Nevis is leaving though. Mm-hmm. They have Trincao. Trincao's playing. Or is he uh, coming back uh, from loan? I don't remember. They need some wingers, too. Because Trincao's perfect. Yeah. I think it would be perfect. It just depends on if they if it's a loan situation. Because I don't know if it's a loan or if they've actually outright bought him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, that would be someone that I would be like, okay, I would pay the price for him. Sure, sure. Because, I mean, I feel like, I feel like he's a good piece. Mm-hmm. I feel like he – I know Adama left, but I feel like – that can fill the void mm-hmm. for a couple more years. Sure. Fair enough. Newcastle finished 11th, which I think that's kind of surprising considering they were dead in the water at the start of the year. But money will do some things for you. Um, and a new manager. I, I really like Eddie Howe. Bruno. I really, really. Bruno Chi. <laughs> Guimarez or wherever, however yeah, you pronounce his I last name. I think actually really good. I was, I yeah, was it was close, of, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll give um, you that. Yeah, they look like a team, you know, like at the start of the year, it's like, uh, these guys are going down. And then they made all the right moves, uh, with the new owners and signing, you know, good pieces. And, uh, I think that project is attractive to people. I think people are going to see, Oh, these guys have a chance to be like, be special. Um, you know, considering they have all these influx of funds. And, uh, I think that they have a, They've got a chance to to crack top seven or six next year if all goes right, if they make a couple more signings, which obviously they're not going to sign everybody in the world you next never know. year. But with all the money they have, you never know. But, I mean, we talk about Bruno G all the time. Like, he's been amazing. Um, good year for St. Maximum, again, 
Um, Chris Wood was not terrible for them, so that's a decent signing. I thought the Matt Target signing was genius because he has been pretty awesome in the games that I've seen him play um, for them. I do have a little question mark, though. Okay. Callum Wilson. I don't, with all his injuries and stuff. Do you when he's healthy, he's awesome. Oh, that's what I'm saying. But I don't, like I like I mentioned before with, you know, talking about Man City in the years years to come, you know, you never know. And I think that's a position that they really need to fill. Yeah. At least sign a backup guy, a youngster on loan. We can do you can do whatever you want with that. Mm-hmm. Just to have a replacement, just in case all else fails with Cal Wilson. But I think when he's healthy, he is one of one of he's I wouldn't say he's one of the top, but I would say he is a very above average striker. Yes, I would agree. And you pair him with say Maxman, that's a pretty deadly forward duo. And you can like I said, you can interchange him. You can go Callum on the left because he's pretty rapid. Yeah. And you can go with whoever they sign. Or you can go Sax, Sax, Maximum, and the signing. Saint Maximum. I d- I know. I just mixed yeah. up. Yeah. I was saying Maximum and the signing, so yeah. I said Sax. <laughs> so I just. <laughs> anywho. Anywho, we you get what I was saying. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it'll be interesting, but yeah. I think that they're top ten next year. Yeah, easy. I think so. I think early prediction, this was probably going to change. I think they cracked seventh place. Yeah, I don't know if y'all can see me, but my jaw's on the floor. That's not what nah, I was It's not on the floor. It was just like, it's like a little it bit. Was a li- yeah. It was like eh, halfway to the floor. If they, if they I think they're going to sign more people. And I, I think Eddie Howe's style football is good for them. Yeah. And they're just going to get better, you know? Because to, to make the run that they did in a half season with Trippier, with Target, with Bruno G, with whoever else they signed that I can't remember off the top of my head, Dan Byrne and, uh, and Wood, that's pretty good. So I, I think they have a real good shot to fight for that. Keep them on your spot. radar. Yes. Keep them on your radar for sure. If there's no other games on and they're on, watch it because they're going to be a very interesting If you need team. a team to support, this is not a bad time to hop on their bandwagon because they – That or Crystal Palace. Or Crystal Palace. Which we'll get to them soon. Well, no, not right now because they're 12th. So oh, that that's perfect. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Uh, they – a good year for them. Um, I know that they – there's a stigma around Palace of like you have good players like they should like be fighting for top ten they should be in top ten every year, but for Vieira's first year, who I thought considering the the runs of coach that he's had in MLS and France that have not been successful or have not been like amazing you know aside from good moments here and there, that's a solid first year for him for his team. They actually finished with a positive goal differential. Um, there's teams above them and obviously all the teams below them that have negative goal differentials, but they have a plus four goal differential because they only allowed 46. They have a pretty decent defense. Um, obviously we, we've raved about Connor Gallagher all year. Um, who knows if he continues to stay at palace? Um, who knows? Um, he's either going back to Chelsea or he's going to stay there. There's probably the only two Basically, because Connor Gallagher said multiple times he's going to fight to get in the Chelsea squad, and if he doesn't get in the starting 11, he's leaving. It's just like kind of like the 
what's his face over at PSG, the 18 year old Chevy Simons. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. It's kind of that situation. Yeah. But I think, I think he could, he can play on any, any of these teams. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to a power six or goes elsewhere, but he's, he's a talent that people are fond of. Yeah. I would not be surprised if his loan is extended at Palace for another year. I would. I mean, I don't know what the transfer situation is going to be for Chelsea, but something to look forward to. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, if, if he – because I wouldn't loan him out to any other team. I really wouldn't. Yeah. Because I would loan him there because he already is comfortable. He's working with Vieira, who's one of the best midfielders ever, ever graces earth. So it's just – I would keep him in the environment that he's comfortable in. Yeah. Yeah. They don't need a lot of signings, I don't think. They probably need some on the back line and maybe a couple like backup attackers, but they're gonna be solid next year. Um now that they've got an ex they'll have an extra year with Vieira. Of course. Thirteenth, Brentford. Look at that. Oh my gosh. They they really did it. They really finished in a decent spot. Um I like their team a lot and the hope for them. I'll keep this brief. The hope for them is to not turn into Sheffield. The hope for them is to not turn into like these other relegation teams that have a really good first year and then drop off the face of the earth. It's funny because I mean every I mean I've said it since like what third fourth episode. They are the Sheffield in my mind. Yeah. But like you said, it's a per, it's a valid point because some of these clubs that come into the Premier League have a really good first year. And another club that we'll talk about later that's in a similar situation is Leeds. I feel like they're going to be – like this is their first year back. They stayed up, you know, with all the adversity they've gone through. Yeah. You know, I feel like anyone can go down at any time. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say anybody, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. With well, all the mid-table yeah. teams, and like we'll talk about even later, Everton, anything's yeah. possible with yeah. that. So I would – with the, the Erickson signing and – God. I hope he stays there for a while, man. And God knows what happens to Yvonne Tony. Yeah. With all the comments he's made. Yeah. But at least I, they have Embuemo. Embuemo's a good um second piece in that attack. Of course. If he if Tony ends up leaving. But it'll be interesting. But they have a nice core. I wouldn't touch it too much. Probably add pieces more than take away. Yeah. But they have uh, good culture, they have a great coach. I just don't know what kind of finances they have. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, so, they're, they're really small, and their stadium is really, really small. I think it's the smallest in the league, but it's also the newest, so I don't know. We'll it'll see. be interesting, and I, I I think they had a really good year. There's not really much to talk about. Yeah. They had a really good year. We'll see if they can push for top 10, because yeah. it seems like any of these teams from 10 to about, I mean, 10 to 15 can push for it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Aston Villa, disappointing end of their year. Um, Very much. Good on them, though, for making the Coutinho signing permanent. Like, that's good. Like, to have him around, that's a good And a new signing that's coming in. Yeah. Uh, Kamara on uh, a free? Yeah, on a free. Yeah. I told Dennis this off the pod, but I think that's my favorite signing so far of the transfer window. For money's sake, as well as... You know, team quality fit. of player yeah. and team fit. 
because we were literally talking about McGinn in the midfield, and they added another. Because I feel like McGinn is that creative piece in the midfield besides Coutinho. I feel like he equally can distribute the ball anywhere on the pitch and go to anybody at any time. But also, you can. This allows for a lot of change, even in formation. Because mm-hmm. if you really think about it, you can put Coutinho in more of a cam role, have McGinn up with him, going box to box, and keep Kamara back. Yeah. So it'll be pretty interesting. But I I love that signing. Um, we can talk about all we want about Man City, the Man City game, you know, uh, being up 2 nothing. I think Tyron Mings is good. He just had a really, really, really bad game. But that's going to be something that they'll need to fix. Because yeah. I think offensively, they with, you know, the $100 million they got from Grealish, they need to spend it. Whole. Yeah. Yeah, Buendia kind of dropped off at the end of the year, too. I I think Mings is a little overrated, and he got, you know, like, what are you doing on the third goal, dude? Like, clear the ball out, like, with force. Like, I think of, like, guys like Van Dyke who do that really well. Like, he just kind of, like, kind of – maybe it was an awkward ball. I don't know. But, like, he just kind of tapped it and left it in, like, the most perfect spot for De Bruyne to put in, like, a really great pass in. Not to take anything away from De Bruyne, but also that ball doesn't happen if – Mings just, like, puts some, like, umph into the ball and, like, kicks it, like, high into the air like you're supposed to when you're doing, like, a clearance, you know? Mm-hmm. Amy Martinez is a good goalkeeper, but also he should have saved the second goal against City, um, the Rodri goal that tied it. Like, that was... He passed the ball into the net. Yeah. Like, it literally yeah. looked like he was sending De Bruyne on a through ball and just absolutely led yeah. from it. Yeah, I don't think Martinez was ready for it. And it's like, he's got good instincts, so you'd think he would have saved that. But that that's frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating, but I mean... We talked know. about Ollie Watkins a little bit already. Yeah. Um, I felt like there's multiple chances in that game he should have scored. Yeah. Um, Joe, I think he's a terrible striker. No, Absolutely no. not. He's him and young. Ings are pretty good. That's a good little duo. He's young. He's young, so I would give him some time. But I think he's... I mean... Look what he did against y'all last year. Yeah, or the year fantastic, before. fantastic in that, in that game. I don't yeah. want to bring up bad memories, but that was just a good no, game yeah. to no. make show his yeah. real talent against a very solid defense. Yeah, so yeah. so the talent's there, and obviously we have glimmers of it. Just it's like a Tottenham situation; just need consistency. Yeah, yeah. I think having a full summer transfer window will be good for Stevie um, to really implement what he wants. Because they got to find ways to not lose 19 games. That's that's a lot for them, considering all the talent they have on their team. And, and Stevie's a good coach. So I would expect some some more changes this summer. But like you said, Kamara's already a good start to that. And making Coutinho permanent is a great thing for them. I think he fits really well for them. And I think the Prem is where he needs to be. I mean, it's clearly obvious that like this is the best league for him. Um, and will only help him down the line when thinking about, like, in Brazil, like, being on the World Cup team this year. Like, that's only going to help him because he's playing against better players, arguably, in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they got to fight for top ten. They they kind of have to make top ten next year with all the talent they have. They and, should. You know, it's a it's a weird weird year for them with everything that happened with Dean Smith and then bringing Stevie in and all that, so. I guess they made the best of it, but also, like, you know, still got to make it. It's a work in progress, yeah. for sure. For sure. Southampton finished 15th. That's 
not awful by any means, but like they had a really solid year last year and they kind of dropped off a little bit. I know they've lost um, some people and, you know, I can't remember their coach's – I can't pronounce his coach's name well, but their coach is a good coach. I, I don't know. It just felt like they needed – they had a slow start to the year and they needed some better energy to, to kick off the year because they were like towards the drop zone. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, they were. That was kind of what I'm trying. I look. I was looking up his name, Hassan Hoodle. Yes. I don't know if that's all right, but yeah, that was my close enough. At it. <laughs> but no, they they have good players. Like they're. I mean, I think every club has good players. Yeah. It's just a matter if they turn up or not. Yeah, losing Ings was not that bad. I thought it was going to be really bad for them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Che Adams had a much better year this year. But than they have so years. much money. Yeah. If yeah. you think about it, with Van Dyke signing, um, Mario, yeah, Sadio signing, you would think they would do something with it. Yeah. I mean, Ward Prowse is like the heart of that team. Yeah, another great year for him. Yeah, he had a great year. Free I don't think Maestro. I don't think. What would you say? Fifteenth. Yeah. That that. Uh, to have a year that Ward Prowse did and be fifteenth, you got to be like twelfth. Yeah, it just sh- I mean, like it just shows that they should have been higher. Yeah, just based on that year. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't say it's disappointing, but I wouldn't say it's great. Yeah, they didn't have a great end of the year. Um, they lost their last. Definitely lost their last three. They lost their last four. So. Not great, but we'll we'll see what what next year brings for them. I would not be surprised if they continue this week run of form and and coach gets sacked at the towards the beginning part of the year. But we'll see. Okay, sixteenth, Everton, they survived. I don't know how, but they survived. I guess give credit to Frankie for for pulling it out. Um, Honestly, I don't think it's much on him as it is on Richarlison. I thought Richarlison stepped up big time, like, these last few games. Thinking back to even the Chelsea game, for example. Like, that win. Stop, dude. (laughs) But, (laughs) like, he's the reason why they're alive, you know? Just the way that he has played, the way he stepped up. Him and Allen. Yeah, him, goals, and just, like, opening things up for everybody. Um, And he brings a good spirit. He's... His attitude is very interesting. His demeanor is very interesting. Um, but he brings passion and brings fire to that team that they did not have for most of the year. I would I would two-foot tackle him in a heartbeat. But, I mean, you got to give him credit. You, This, considering what happened at the very beginning of the year with Rafa leaving and him leaving in absolutely damsel distress, like, they finished the year exceptionally well. Yeah. It hurts to say because obviously it's your rival, but I mean, I wouldn't say it's a rival, competitive rivalry, but you know, yeah. there's some bad blood, but it's just like, I did not think they were staying up. No, I didn't. And like I, either. like I said earlier in the episode with um, everything, you know, you never know anything could happen. This was that anything could happen situation out of all the games this year that I thought Chelsea would win. It would be this one against Everton and you know, we lost one nil. You know, it sucks, but at the same time, like, 
you knew it was happening. You know that these teams are fighting for relegation, so they're it's just like the Club World Cup, like we talked about a couple episodes ago. Yeah. That's all they have. And in this instance, that's the league. You want to be in the top flight. You don't want to be in any other league. Yeah. So they're going to fight their hardest to stay up. Yeah. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, props to them. I don't have much else to say other than they kn- I mean, they know what needs to get done to not be in the situation next year, but I would imagine that, uh, you know, that Richarlison continues to be like the heart and soul of their and team. If he stays, yeah, who knows? There's always, there's obviously there's always that, a thing, yeah, yeah, because he, he, I think he's way too good for that team. But yeah. it's like a Zaha situation, you know. Zaha's yeah, very good very for similar. that team, but he stays. So, but how do you replace him though? You know, because uh. DLC had, you know, for a myriad of reasons, this was not. Dominic Calvert Lewin's year, both uh-huh. on the field and off. Um, I feel for him on the mental health side of things. Yeah. Um, but Richarlison was all they had really in attack. So they need to have just coverage. They're like pretty much one deep at every position minus the midfield. They got to have coverage yeah. in other ways. So we'll see what the transfer window ring- brings for them. And lastly, the team that stayed up, Leeds, they did it. I'm glad that we got that right. We're staying up, gents. (laughs) There it is. There's the Jesse Marsh uh, impersonation. Shout out to them. Because uh, they, in some weeks, looked dead in the water. Um, Towards the end of the Bielsa stretch, they looked dead in the water. Their defense actually looks competent now, which is, like, surprising. I don't know how they're going to survive next year, though. They're definitely going to lose Rafinha. Like he is definitely gone. There's too he's linked to too many places that I think he's gonna not be there next year. I want Phillips to stay. I, I do too. I, I want Bamford to come back and have a good year next year too. I would just love for Phillips. Like he's one of those players where it's like you wanna see him succeed at Leeds, but you also wanna see what he's capable of at a very high level. Yeah. Club. Yeah. And maybe he thinks that's smart to do right before the World Cup. Who knows? That if I were him, I would stay at Leeds, get the playing time. Yeah. You're already playing in the best league. Yeah. You already have that opportunity, so keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You already have a starting spot. You're a crucial member of that team. Yeah. You're going to get your play time. Yeah. As much, you know, as you know, Southgate's looking at you like, oh, you're playing for X club. Yeah. You know, you're still playing in top flight. Yeah. So. Yeah, got to make the most of it. I mean, he, he did not have a good year injury-wise. By any means, but um, yeah. When he's healthy, he makes that team. He easy. yeah, he's the glue for sure. But credit to them for pulling it out. Um, credit to Jesse for pulling it out. Um, it's cool to see an American guy have success. It really is. When we were very skeptical of it. Yes, though. very very skeptical. I was like, ah. Yeah, we, we had that episode. We were like, why, 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 is why, it, is why? Is this why, really why? the guy? You know, yeah, but, but he it's pulled it out. Uh, yeah. He, he listened to us. Yeah. See, that's someone who had listened to us. David Moyes would not listen yeah. to us. But Jesse Marsh. Jesse Marsh would. Yeah, so yeah, shout exactly. out Jesse Marsh if you're yeah. listening. That was a, a fun way for them to get that win, too, with that last-minute goal. I th- believe, was it Jack Harrison? Yeah, it was Jack Harrison who scored the the uh, the winning goal there at the end. So, yeah, shout out to them. They they got a lot of stuff to, to clean up to make sure that they're not in the situation again next year because – yeah, I mean, under the Bielsa, um, or in the Bielsa era, they were high flying, like very, very fun to watch. Um, obviously, they're not 
to that degree right now because they need to be more defensive. But we'll, we'll see what Jesse does in the transfer window to make sure that they don't end up in 17th because I think for their sake, I think for the league's sake, Leeds is, like, good for the Premier League. Like, they're yeah. not as, like, valuable in, like, the championship or in whatever. And you can say that about a lot of teams, I guess. But there's a certain, like, aroma about Leeds that is very, like, cool. You know, like watching Leeds is cool. Like caring about them is cool. So it's a host historic club. Yeah, absolutely. So good for them for staying up. Um, I don't feel the need to talk about Norwich and Wofford because they've been out for a while. But I do feel the need to to have some gone fishing. I guess our version of gone fishing for uh, for Burnley now that they are. Veghorst is going to win the championship golden boot next yeah, he's year. He's going to get like sixty five goals. He's going to take a. Uh, Mitrovic, is that his name, from Fulham? Yes. He's going to take his goal scoring. Throne. Yeah. He's going to take it. Step aside. Yeah. Big time. But I think think Burnley's going to come back up next year. Yeah. Uh, Maybe don't fire your coach who has proven to bring you survival. Yep. I think that was the end. Like, that's what it is for me. Like, don't fire Sean Dyche. You know? Sean Dyche. So... We'll we'll see what happens with them. There's two teams that are already in, right? That's Fulham is coming back up, and who's the other team that's already back up? Off the top of my head, uh, I can't remember. I don't know, but I know that my championship team is yes. fighting for a spot. Yes, the last championship spot or the last spot in the league in the Premier League is going to be fought between Forest and uh, up the Forest, up the Forest, and Huddersfield Town. Oh. When is that game? Is that this weekend? I believe so. Is it the same day as the Champions what League if it's, final? What if it's today? They've been playing on Tuesdays, which I thought was weird. I swear. Yeah, well, they, they you know, they do the second leg. Oh, it's Sunday. Okay. At 10.30. Dang it, I just canceled ESPN Plus. Oh, well. I'll find a I'll find a weird stream, I guess. I don't yes, know. Yes. Do I don't endorse that. weird streams, but. Nope, we do not endorse pirated streams. <laughs> nope, not here. Not here. Um yeah, I hope Forrest makes it too. Like I Yeah. I hope they, they get out of there for Ooh. sure. The other team Bournemouth. Bournemouth's back because uh old what's his face from who was Fulham's coach last year when they were in the Premier League, like brought them back up. Good for them. They yeah. it's good to have them in the league, you know? Like I liked when they had Eddie Howe there and that team was I always I didn't like how they beat us. They beat us at home. Or when Bournemouth was up, we lost to them like two 0 when, like two years ago? Like actually it was like three or four. Last time they were up. Oh, I don't remember. I yeah, don't remember we that lost game. to them big. Yeah. They're 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 a cool team. They are. Um wow, okay, we got through all that. Um so that's all the Premier League from one to eighteen because like I said The other two teams we'll talk about in a couple like extra episodes just to kind of yeah. give our predictions. Yeah. Yeah. So well, don't think we're forgetting about you because I want to talk about Nottingham Forest for yeah. a while, but well, we can wait for that. Yeah. Well, well, they got to get there first. Yeah, we know? got to get there first. True. So, so we'll see. Okay, let's transition towards other soccer things. We have to talk about this for sure because there was a lot of stuff that happened. There's been a lot of drama and back and forth and this thing and that thing and all that. But the Mbappe saga is over 
with the asterisks because we'll see how this lawsuit that La Liga does um, ends up. But he's staying with PSG, which is kind of shocking um, in some ways. Kind of shocking, not shocking in other ways. Um, rejected Madrid. Rejected Liverpool as of today. Found that out because he was talking to Klopp. But um, as my friend Tobin has told me multiple times, he's maybe too soft for the Premier League, and I would agree with that. Um, what do you think about all of the stuff? I mean, uh, who knows what the real contract details are, but if it's true that he's getting a $100 million signing bonus, that's kind of insane. And if he's really going to end up running the club, that's kind of insane. And also, how are they going to afford to have him and Messi and Neymar um, on the team? Like, are they going to have a wholesale of, like selling of people this summer? Like, what? What is the fallout? I guess of Mbappe staying with PSG. I have no clue. I really don't. They kind of just handcuff themselves, really, with funds. Because I mean, I don't know if this whole messy thing is true with the Inter Miami, but. Even with that, I mean, I don't know how you're going to replace them with all that money. I mean, you have a lot of money. I'm not saying they don't. But when you lock up someone like that, and it's only a three-year deal. Two years. Two years. Are you talking? Oh, Mbappe. Mbappe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Mbappe. like two, three yeah. years. 2025? Yeah, 25. Yep. Like, you would think of a contract like that if it's five years, six years. Yeah. It's two, three years. Yeah. Which is kind of a red flag to me. Okay. But I've heard so much stuff come from there. You know, Di Maria's leaving. Messi might be leaving. Now that these comments of what Neymar said puts into question if he's staying. I mean, can they even afford to keep Neymar around? No. I I mean, they're definitely breaking financial fair play rules. (laughs) I don't, yeah. Undoubtedly. mm. That goes without saying, right? Yeah, that's just... But a, a lot of clubs are breaking financial fair play rules. Manchester City. Real Madrid, maybe. Barcelona. Yeah, um, do have some news about Real Madrid that I just got on my phone. What? Um, so after the, you know, they had the lawsuit with Mbappe. That's the last thing I'll say about that. But they're going after Chuamini. Right. But apparently they're not going to pay the $80 million. What? Ha- what? That's what I've heard. I've seen multiple reports that they are not willing to pay it. Is that is what he's asking for? What you and asking for? Or no, that's what... Or what he's valued at? That's what he's valued at. Okay. So they don't want to pay the $80 Because he's at Monaco, right? Okay. Monaco needs to be the next powerhouse, but I don't know what they're going to do to not do it. Dude, also, speaking of Monaco, they're getting money off this Mbappe re-sign because there's, like, a clause in the contract. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a transfer clause, yeah. Yeah. So, so they need to do something. Like, I don't know why they're not fighting for I don't know first not. or second in the uh, French League, you know? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. They're like a Southampton. You had all these really good players that obviously leave the club yeah. to play for bigger clubs, and they're not spending it. Yeah. I mean, that team that they what beat City in the quarterfinals a few years back with Mbappe and Bernardo Silva and Fabinho, and there was a few other Yeah. He might have been in that team. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. I don't um, either. But they had a lot of guys, you know, and you're right. Like, they haven't really 
capitalize yeah, on ben that Yetter, in some way. But yeah, other than that, ben Yetter, it's yeah. just like, who else? Yeah. Anywho, um, my thoughts on the Mbappe thing, it's like, I'm not surprised that he's staying there, but with all the drama, with all the stuff that happened, I am a little bit shocked that he's decided to stay because I feel like now is the right time for him to go to cha-ching, cha-ching. Madrid um, in the wake of, you know, just they're kind of aging out and they need to freshen up. But maybe Benzema's play this year, like, is a signal of, like, he waits off on that. Benzema to PSG. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. But I think in three years, when his contract's up again, like maybe he does decide to go there or Barcelona or whatever. Because he's still going to be in his prime. He's going to be 26. Or Chelsea. Or Chelsea. Who knows? You never know. Speaking I don't. He can't spend the rest of his career there, though. Like, I don't see that. Unless um, the unless entire French League as a whole gets better, which it has gotten better. Um, I mean, that or if they win Champions Leagues. If they start right. winning Champions Leagues, I would see him staying. Yeah, but also, if there's one year, I mean, we talked about it this, this year, but if there's one year where they have to win the Champions League, it's next year. They have to win it next year because Messi's definitely not staying after next year. Neymar... I don't know if he's going to be around. Even There's next some year. comments he said. Yeah, and I don't. And even like this is affordability. Can you even keep him around? They they got to go try to get Pogba, if at all possible. But I heard stuff about him too. Yeah, which is kind of what I predicted. But we got to play wait and see it because he he's made he's had some comments that he's he's keen on a Juventus return. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which would be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. Him and Weston McKinney in a midfield would be very fun. And I think he'd learn a lot. From, like, Weston would learn a lot from Pogba in that scenario. Anyway. No, they got to win it next year. Like, they have too much talent on the team. Too many guys to spend a lot of money for that they've got to capitalize. Now, the big thing with that, though, is what coach are they going to bring in to uh, – Fill the boy that is going to be left by a punch. Mbappe. Well, yes. I no, mean, he's he, going to coach. I mean, sure. Player manager. <laughs> I mean, at this point. At this point, yeah, he's picking the coach. Yes, he's picking the coach, which I don't imagine sitting down with a 23-year-old and be like, hey, this is why I want to coach you. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, that's but like awkward. who fits there? There, I think there's only one logical choice in this scenario like that gets them to be good. Who? Zidane. I, if they want to win Champions League, you got to go get him. Because I don't think anybody else is available of that caliber. Unless you decide to give Pep like That's a billion dollars say, if or you something give like Pep. that. But I don't think Pep wants to leave City. No, he doesn't. I would say if anybody... You know, sounds, Klopp's not leaving Liverpool. This sounds so dominant. He just, he just got to his club. But I think Conte could do it. Conte could do it. Yeah, he could pry it out, but no, there's no way. I'm just thinking that caliber, that caliber yeah. that won't leave their club. But I mean, Conte's left his club so yeah. many times. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Don't hire Mourinho. That would be bad. No, I actually, I love Mourinho. <laughs> I what know. he's doing at yeah. Roma is it's cool. spectacular. Yeah. It's cool. Also, shout out Tammy for being the all-time. He broke the record for most goals by an Englishman in the serial. Yeah, that's big time. Good for 26, him. Twenty-six, I believe. And he's like, is that how old he is? No, he's, he's twenty. Like 
four. Four. Five. Yeah, he's a little like. He's like an old, yeah. he's like a year older than us. Yeah, not bad. Um, Mbappe's our age, which is crazy. Yeah, that is weird. Well, he's a little older than me because remember, I'm not 23 till August. But oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, I'm a young boy. A young boy. Young boy, never broke again. No, I'm just kidding. Nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they gotta go. They gotta go get Zidane, or else like Zidane or bust. Yeah. If they want to win, if they legitimately want to win. That was his whole plan. Win. He yeah. wanted that Real Madrid feel without leaving to go to Real Madrid. Mm, yeah. You know, that's that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I don't I don't know who else you could hire unless you get... Ragnick. <laughs> no, unless like Ollie. you have somebody like the start of the year and then you bring in, let's say, I don't know, Roberto Martinez like after the World Cup. I don't know, something weird like that. Rafa. Or you just hire Deschamps. <laughs> you make him like dual manager of PSG and the French national team. Oh, that would that would be something. That'd be pretty that, cool. No way that but would happen. But that that's gonna be interesting to yeah. see how that plays out. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, we'll see how they do this year at the cup. But yeah, a lot of stuff with that. Let's get to shout out AC Milan for winning the Serie A. We just we talked about them earlier in the sh- in the episode, but. Shout out to Giroud. Shout out to Slatan. Shout out to Tamori. Shout out to who needs to start on the English national team. Um, yes. Like ASAP. Um, he's very, very good. Shout out Rebic. Shout out, I don't know, anybody Zlatan. else. Slatan. I already said Slatan. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I was trying to think of like the most random player to. <laughs> oh, shout out Manigan for filling the void left by Donnarumma. Minon? Yeah. I call him my nan. <laughs> uh, he was at Lille last year? Yes. Yeah, so winning two straight league titles in two different leagues, is, that's cool for him. Um, he's not a bad keeper at all. Not at all. Um, so shout out to them. Shout out to Frankfurt for winning Europa League. Um, boo-hoo, Rangers. Yeah, boo-hoo. Celtic. Every, every Rangers team sucks. <laughs> Texas Except Rangers, New York Rangers, Rangers. Well, I mean, New York Rangers are at least in the playoffs. True. Yeah. And they're, well, I don't know if they're going to make it a series against Carolina, but we'll know. see. <laughs> Another episode. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to get off track. Yeah, off brand. Uh, let's talk transfer rumors. I'll let you take the wheel on this one. This, to is, start. My, this is my specialty. It is your this specialty. This is all I hear Yeah, about. this is all you text me about half the time. <laughs> Or, or semi DMs on Instagram. This player is linked to Chelsea. This it literally any any soul. No, okay, those are half the time I send them. I'm like, why is this a thing? <laughs> you you have to give me that. I know, I know. Because half of it's like, oh my gosh, Messi followed Chelsea on Twitter. Yeah, like, oh. it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like those kind. Of, Chelsea's yeah. like the Cowboys, where it's just like, oh my god, like Debo Samuel to the Cowboys. Hey, it's like Messi right. to the Messi to Chelsea. Like we get a mega deal that sends. Chelsea and Ronaldo, mm-hmm. Chelsea and Ronaldo, Messi and Ronaldo. But um, so when we were talking about PSG, Neymar had some comments that he said, I would die to play for Tuchel again. This is recent. Huh. It's one of those little, hey, this is what he said. People take out of context. Yeah. But I don't know how he would afford it, one, but two – I can see it happening based on the bully era. It's a new era. They're going to want to make a big signing. Yeah, right off the bat. Right off the bat to combat that. So Neymar to Chelsea was trending all over Twitter. 
Do I want it to happen? It would be cool. Where would you fit him? I would. I mean, you have to put him on the wing, but we run a five back. That's interesting. Um, we'll keep it on Chelsea track. I'll just keep it short. Um, so it looks like Chelsea's keen on signing Kunde yeah. to replace Rudiger, which would be very nice. Um, what else we got? Declan Rice is still rumored at Chelsea. But they have some absurd, and I mean absurd, price. It's like 125 million euros for uh, Declan. That's interesting. Um, I saw Divock Origi was linked to Milan. Yeah, he's going there. Like he's, he's probably, 100% going he's there. He's probably going there. Yeah. Um, who else is there? Um, we talked we about Pogba. Talk, we talked about Kamara. Yeah. So, you know what I did forget about is that Man City signed Alvarez. Oh yeah, that's so happening I don't know. soon. So yeah. what? How, what? Are, so he's just gonna be the Jesus. I backup? guess. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's, he's gonna not gonna play at all. That's what I'm saying. Let's say just loan him out somewhere and just let him, like, develop. Yeah. Mm. Which maybe that's probably what they do now. He is young, but yeah, because it's not like they need another striker. Because yeah, if <laughs> if Holland gets hurt, like they'll just go back to the false nine and call it a day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else is there? I'm trying to think. The Carvalho signing was official for Liverpool. Yeah, that's uh, a good. Which one. means the end for uh, Alex Oxley Chamberlain, probably. Which I'm okay with that because he has done nothing this year. So. True that. Um. <laughs> <coughs> Mino Mino might go, which I hope he doesn't, but he's been good for cup competitions this year. Yep, he has yeah. been. Yeah. Um, who else is there? Too many. I don't know what's going to happen. Like I said, I don't know if these reports are real, but basically whenever they lost out on Mbappe, they were going to go all in on Too many. Just think of that midfield. You know, Luka, Luka Modric, and Cruz just fizzle out, and it's Too many Camavinga. Yeah, Camavinga is awesome. <laughs> That's such a That's going to be so good. With Rudiger in the back, with yeah. Alaba. Ah. Yeah. I love Camavinga, man. I was so frustrated that they picked him. I was like, well, they got their midfielder of the future. Yeah, you they know? did. Yeah. Big time. Any um, others? Sadio. Yeah, now that that. I think he's leaving. I don't know, man. Sadly. I, I don't know, man. I don't. I mean. I, I think I think Mo's gonna leave before Sadio does. I've always said that. That's uh, interesting. I just don't. And then the whole messy thing. Yeah. Which, if listener, if you don't know that the rumor going around is Messi's probably gonna sign with Inter Miami in 2023, which and gross. have a 35 percent stake in the club. Oh, I didn't see that. Let me see if I can pull it up because I sent it to you. Well, maybe he needs to do that since he's not gonna make any money. You know, because yeah. MLS clubs don't have high-salary players. Um, yeah, I I think Sadio's more loyal to Liverpool than Mo is, and there's, like, the the African connection within the team with Naby, and he's has good relationships with, uh, with, like, everybody, but he's a little bit more selfless, and him and Ibu have had good relationship this year, and he gets along well with, like, Van Dyke and Matip and uh, guys like that. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the the end would look like, but I, I have a feeling that nothing's going to happen this summer, but I'm 
starting to get more accepting of the fact that something probably might happen this summer with one of those two. Mm-hmm. So, but anywho, found something new. Okay, Usman Dembele. Oh yeah, dude, he's been linked to PSG, yeah, Chelsea, yeah, Barca. Well, now that and Mbappe's Kunk- literally the sporting director, maybe he can just sign him directly. And Kanku, mm. he's looking to. I mean. I think more of him as he had a really good year, so they're just going to wait. And That is crazy. I looked. I, I'm sorry. I'm just browsing right now. So the top 10 highest paid players in the world besides Mbappe's one mil a week. Messi's at 960 per week. Neymar's 606 per week. Guess the next one. Is it? It's a former Chelsea player. What league is he in? It's going to give it away. Not in a main league at all. Oh. Uh, are we talking about... <laughs> it's not like Oscar, right? Is it really? 540. In week. China? He's getting paid that much to play in China? <laughs> yes. No way, dude. And then Gareth Bale. Okay, that makes sense. Where is he going? Because he's leaving Madrid. Let's go back to Tottenham. Yeah, but he... Nah, go to Brentford. Honestly, that wouldn't be bad. <laughs> no. Newcastle. Be- no, okay, yeah, that makes That makes sense. a lot of sense. Yeah. They have the money. They need wingers. Make it happen. Yeah. Make okay. it happen. I'm seriously trying to find this deal, but apparently, yeah, so Messi's contract, I forgot what it was, but he gets like a 25% stake in the club. Jeez. Yeah, which I think in itself, I wouldn't even take a paycheck. Yeah. I'd just be like, yo, I have the stake in the club, yeah, so I'll not just like get he, my passive income that way. Yeah, it's not like he's drowning or suffering without money if you literally just said that he's making almost a million a week. And Mbappe definitely is making a million a week now. Good Lord. Yeah, for real. Any others? Um... So I can't think of or find any others that are like... There's two of many, which that, we've already talked about. Like, impactful, you know. Um, I guess, I mean, Lukaku, can he just go back to enter <laughs> at this point? Let me just go to Fabrizio just to double check. Yeah, our main man. Our main man. Shout out, Fabrizio. Um... So, actually, just now, 13 minutes ago, Martial is returning to United. Oh, well, yay. (laughs) And Dortmund has their new keeper. Oh, who is it? Hertha Berlin, talented goalkeeper, Marcel Lochte. Oh, yeah, I know who he is. Mm -hmm. And they just got a new coach, too. I don't know who it is, but I know they just hired somebody. Uh, some other news. Enter will extend Nzaki's contract until 2024. Okay. Um, Paolo Dybala is already linked to Enter. Yep. And Chelsea is looking to open talks with Mount over a contract. Extension, yeah. I saw that this morning. What? Graven Birch. He's about to be, let's just say he's about to be the strongest man on earth. That should give a hint as to where he's going. Uh, just give it. Bayern away. Munich. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yay! 
He's about to be the best midfielder in the world. <laughs> yeah. He has potential. He does. Lots of it. But that's all I got. Okay. Unless oh, uh, Onana signed with somebody. Wasn't he linked to Inter? Inter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that finally completed. Yeah. Okay. He just arrived. Oh, okay. So he signed a five-year deal. Yeah. So that's confirmed. I knew that was coming. But other than that, nothing. Nothing else. Okay. Nothing else. Let's end with a couple more things. I want to rant. I need this event real quick about League MX. Um, I had a bad sports weekend this weekend. Between the Mavs and not that it's like bad that they're down 3-0 because we're like not supposed to be in the conference finals, but it is a little sucky. Disheartening. Yeah, you know, to be down 3-0 to a really good Warriors team. Liverpool not winning the Premier League, which is super disappointing, um, even though they did all they could. And Tigris did not make the final of the Liga MX playoffs, which stinks for me because I wanted to go down to Mexico again this weekend, even though I was just there on the cruise. <laughs> but also, I watched the last 10 minutes of the game. So in the first leg, Atlas beat Tigres 3-0. And then they scored a goal pretty early in the second leg. So it was 4 4-0 on aggregate. And then Gignac scored a hat trick in about 20 minutes. And then they got a fourth goal from our one of our new center backs to make it 4-4. And in that scenario, Tigres would move on because they were the higher seed in the in the bracket. And then all of a sudden, the ref, who this specific ref, I don't know his name, but I know his face, and he really bothers me because he has a bias towards Tigres. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Tigres fan. Like, I've watched enough games, in consequential games, where he has made decisions made so. decisions or hasn't made decisions that have directly impacted Tigris, especially in the playoffs. And Atlas won on aggregate five to four because they got a penalty at the end of the game. Um, that one was a weak VAR review. Like our guy didn't really push him down. And also they missed a clear handball. There was a, a pass in the buildup, the pass that led to the play that, led to the penalty right before that pass one of the atlas players handled the ball like got it off his chest and then it hit off his hand and it was not like not like not like unintentional like his hand was placed no it was there bro like like that's a handball every single day of the week and they just var was just like nah we're not gonna call it not worth it so to come back all the emotional uh you know, stuff that came with that game of like, oh crap, we just came back from four nothing down because Liga MX is gonna Liga MX, and then Liga MX is gonna Liga MX by just giving us a terrible refereeing decision. It's just absolutely brutal. So I tweeted after the game like, this is just a joke. Like that ref specifically is a joke, but most refs in Liga MX are just awful, and it cost my team a spot in the finals. So not too thrilled about that. Um, but at least Tigres made CONCACAF Champions League for the first time in a couple of years because they, I don't know why, but I think they, they did. Because they're goaded. So hopefully Gignac gets one more run at it. Davin. Um, hmm? Davin. Yes. We love Florian. Even though he was hurt this year, it would have been know. nice for him to have been healthy. Um, okay, let's end with, before we do our head around, 
like we always do. Let's end with UCL. The finals this weekend. We talked about it some last episode, but I just want to continue the conversation today, um, especially now with more injury developments and what's happened with both teams in the league and recent events and all that. With like Madrid and stuff, with not signing Mbappe and all that, all that stuff. I'll give you the floor to start. What happens? What's what's the keys in the game? How does it play out? Preferred lineups. <sighs> you put me on the spot. Um, That's what I'm here for. Very much so. Um, I think probably the key to the game. Just, I think this is the biggest key out of all of them. Is just maintaining Vinny. Okay. Because. Obviously, we can say that Vinny, no matter who's on him, is going to blow, blow past him. Pause. Um, but I think that it's I think it's just going to happen on both sides, too. You know, stopping y'all's attack and y'all stopping their attack. I think it's just going to be a very attacking game. I think I think comparatively, it's going to be just like our, our game in the Carabao, where it just was like nonstop offense, mm. not much defense. I think it's still going to be decently low scoring, but I don't think – I don't want to watch another penalties game. I am so done with extra time after watching two penalty shootouts not go my way and also the, the same team. Uh, and then the Champions League semifinal or quarterfinal quarter where we went to extra time. <sighs> 2-1 Real Madrid. And I say that in the kindest way possible because it's – I'm sorry, but Benzema's on another level. Yeah. Besides the Vinny thing you just mentioned, the key for Liverpool is to make the most of what I think are going to be very few chances in front of goal because they are going to dominate the midfield because they're just healthier. Um, you would expect Cruz, Casemiro, and – Modric to start, and for us, it's going to be, I mean, I don't think Fabinho, I think Fabinho has more of a shot of playing than Thiago. I don't think Thiago's playing. Like, I don't, like, he's not playing at all. And I don't think that Fabinho, even if he does play, I don't really think he starts. So I think we're going to have to end up throwing Henderson, Keita, and I guess Milner. Unless we Oxlade do Oxley Chamberlain. Well or I would prefer Harvey Elliott before Oxley Chamberlain. But also I could also see I, I don't think Klopp would do this, but I think with the current situation, I think he throws out a four two three one. You put Henderson and I would I would prefer Milner there over Keita um in the two. And then you just start all four. You just start Salah and Diaz and Mane and Jota and just see what happens, you know. Um, but there's also not a lot of attacking options behind them because talked about it already. Origi's hurt. Uh, you'll have to throw in Minamino. Um, Firmino has been on and off. Um, I think it's kind of unfortunate that these injuries are piling up. Not like major injuries, just minor stuff, just piling up at the wrong time for our team. Um, Obviously, I'm not going to go out and say, oh, Madrid's going to win, like because I think my team is very capable of winning. 
but I I think it's going to be a lot tougher than I envisioned a week or so ago. Um, so I, I'm going to say we win. I mean, let's, I'm just going to flip your score. 2-1. Um, That's going to be interesting. Or 3-2. Yeah, I could. Mm. Because I think Bentiman could score two. Bentiman and Vinny could split goals. And then Sadio finally decides to finish for the first time in like two months. True. Or not Sadio, Mo. Salah. Um, and uh, I think Luis will have a good game. I, I, I've been very impressed with just the way that he's just not afraid, you know? I talked about that last episode too, but I think he's going to come out and prove it. Um, you need big games from Henderson and whoever else starts in midfield bad. And if Van Dyke is not 100%, you need big games from Ibu and Matip. Ibu starting. Yeah, Ibu's going to start for sure. It's just a matter of if Van Dyke's going to be healthy or not to to pair with him. Ibu has to. Yeah. As much as we joke about it, you're like, no, draft starting. I'm like, no, Ibu's, no, Ibu's starting. Ibu's got to start. Like, we haven't like, lost a game since he's That's what I'm saying. Started, Ibu's so. just been outstanding yeah. ever since I made the joke about him. Yeah. But yeah. Um, now it's going to be a good game. Yeah. I don't really, like I said, it's the neutral, but I have sort of a little tiny, tiny, tiny bias for Real Madrid just because we lost to them, and so yeah. I can say, hey, we lost to the Champions. Yeah, yeah. And I would be super happy for you if Liverpool won. Yeah. It's a win-win. Yeah. It's a lose-lose, but win-win. Yeah, one of those. Cause it's like a win-win. Unfortunate, win, but like, like it's whatever sort It's of like things. if we beat Real Madrid, or if Real Madrid wins it, then we potentially could have won the whole thing. Right. Well, we no, we would have lost in penalties again. To City? Um, to you, oh. <laughs> I dude. If it went to if we dude. played in the no, no no if I'm here and I'm watching the Champions League final, and that happens and we lose in penalties, I'm just gonna. You would never talk to me again. No, they, I would do the pod and I would just cry the whole time. Like I literally would not hear the end of it. Yeah. But well, you wouldn't hear the end of it for me. I know. That's what I'm saying. Because every episode you could be like, oh, like Chelsea had a good game. Oh, remember you lost to us? Ah, gonna cry. But. Yeah, I, I, I was not mean or that hard on you after the FA Cup final. Oh yeah, a couple I know weeks you ago. Should've. You should have been. No man, it was a good game. Well, I know, not as good no, as the I, Carabao I'm final. Saying I'm but glad you didn't because yeah. I was like, well, there's not really. It's an FA Cup. Like yeah. it's it's a cup. I'm yeah. not taking that away. Yeah, but. Comparatively. Comparatively to a Champions League. Or the Premier League. Yeah. You know, it's a different thing. Oh, it's going to be good, but I'm going to be stressed for two hours on Saturday. And that's just the life of sports, I guess. But I, like I said, it's must win for Liverpool in the sense of the disappointment in the league. It's must win for my fandom because of, you know, the Mavs are about to be done. Tigress didn't make it. The Stars lost last week. I need something to hang my hat on, you know. The Rangers need to stop being under 500. <laughs> yeah. They're 18 and 22. It's actually not bad. Yeah. Third place, man. Not a predicted that. Nope. But, uh, anywho, I guess we can, that leads us into our random hit around. I don't have much besides, like, I mean, yeah, the Mavs are great year. I, they've had a, a rough series, obviously. They're tired. And I'm just going to quote this tweet that I retweeted the other day because I think. That's what it boils down to um, for me. Kind of think, shout out to this guy, Austin, on Twitter, this random bro. Kind of think this series for Luka is exactly like LeBron against so seven Spurs. 
Stefan, 07, Duncan are extremely similar as stars in, at this point in their careers. I, I think that's so incredibly accurate because, like, that LeBron finals team the first year, like, they weren't supposed to be there. They had nobody on that team. And he put them there. And then they got swept by the Spurs, rightfully so. And while I hope that we don't get swept tonight, I think there's a good chance we do. And, you know, it ends up being the same thing. There's nothing wrong with getting swept. Um, I know people are are being ridiculous on Twitter. It's like, oh, this is going to hurt his stock. No, it's not. Michael Jordan got swept twice. LeBron has gotten swept twice. Like, let's stop with all this cap. LeBron's gotten swept twice in the finals, dude. Like, Jordan Jordan in his first play, three playoff series got, yeah, swept. got swept. Yeah, like, let's get like, – let's stop with that nonsense. So – and also, it's funny that you say that because our MFFL account tweeted actually four hours ago. He said, I actually rock with Warriors fans to preach chill. And yeah. everyone's like, like, there's nothing I've seen. Like, there's obviously those radical fans. Yeah. That are like, oh, Luca sucks. Like, Luca deserves to be back in Europe. Like, all that stuff. But when you come down to it, it's just like, Warriors fans are like, we see, like, you beat the Suns. Yeah. Like, and as much as everyone wants to say, oh, the Suns didn't have a good series, Suns this, Suns that. They won 67 games. 62. Something. They won 60-plus games. How about that? I was just exaggerating. They won a large Yeah, they won a lot of games. And they they should be in the series over us. So, suck it, Phoenix! Yeah, and I think we could have played better in the first three games. But it's a Warriors team that's a lot faster than us. Way more experience. Way more experience. Way more talented. So way I, better would, I would fret about it a little bit. I think game two, it was kind of like, okay. That we was the one. Yeah, That was the game where I'm like, okay, we should have actually won that. Yeah. But these other two games were like, we played well. Yeah. I mean, Reggie shot 0 of 10. We're not going to talk about yeah. it. But we we gave ourselves open shots and that's what this series boils down to is actually making shots. Yeah, kid but. literally coached his worst game in game 2 and I'm still not over the fact that he should have called literally a timeout during the third. He didn't call a timeout when the Warriors made those runs in the third quarter in game 2. So, anywho, um but there's nothing to be ashamed about with this year for the Mavs and I'll talk about this in future episodes because there will be lots of Mavs content later on but you know that's been a good year we overachieved it's going to be real hard to get back to this spot next year and now there's a target on our back and now we kind of have to be back in the conference finals next year so it's a big off season again for us but um just need a big man and we're fine yeah there's nothing to be ashamed about nope with this year um one thing that i just saw on twitter a report came out that monty williams has complained about deandre ayton and sons might not match the offer sheet that he gets from whatever team in the offseason. Yeah, we're not going to give him that much money. I don't think Cuban wants to pay the luxury tax. Detroit's going to give him like $50 million a year. And then someone's going to be like, yeah, whatever. This is start to I want, If I were to pick a center reasonably, yeah. whether we have to trade or whatever, I would pick up Isaiah Stewart. Interesting. I would not have said that. That's realistic, though. That's yeah, like if no, we yeah, don't want to yeah. give up any of our core pieces and yeah. trade like a draft pick or something, yeah. Isaiah Stewart. I would love. He's young. Yeah, I would love Rashawn Holmes. I think Rashawn Holmes is like the perfect. You said Rashawn Holmes for like what the last five years? Yeah. <laughs> it's always been a meme at the trade deadline. Yeah. Hey, we're getting Rashawn. Yeah, I would like him a lot. I would love like a Nick Claxton, you know, like, but I know the Nets would I saw never do that. Said trade JB. 
for no. Isaiah Smith and f- the fifth pick. There, there's been a lot of people both that I've seen on Twitter and friends that have said trade maybe, JB or just get rid of JB. No, what are we doing? Like, no, we're not doing that. We, we have to pay not. him. We have to give him. The, Cuban likes him. Trade. He fits trade well in this Hardaway team. Hardaway or somebody else. Yeah. I uh, love Hardaway, but I would say if I were to trade somebody besides JB, yeah, it'd be anybody else, yeah, I, I have been kind of off and on about this guy being on the team, ever or the prospect of him ever being on the team, but I wouldn't mind Miles Turner. Um, I've kind of grown accustomed <sighs> to that idea. If you don't overpay for him, yeah, if you get a right, the role. right amount of money, but if you overpay him coming off injury, yeah, yeah, that's the only thing. That's that the other thing. Me. He's got to be healthy too. So. But now, surprisingly, I don't have anything to hit off about. Yeah, it's um, kind of a weird... Like, 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 I would talk mad smack about the Warriors, but... No, nah, I like the Warriors. There's not anything... There's not... Any, yeah, like, their fan base is experienced, so they're not going to go out and yeah. say the most outlandish stuff. Yeah. Some, some of them have. I've, I've heard some of it, but it's a lot less than the Suns. And I you guess know. we could talk about the... <laughs> we could talk about the Heat series. That's just odd. It's just so odd. Like, there's no consistency. It's drunk. That's what it is. It's a very drunk series. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't care. I mean, I don't I'm, I'm think a basketball who, person, but Eastern Conference makes me fall yeah. asleep. It really does. There are some people, like, people on ESPN this morning were saying, like, oh, I think the Celtics are still the best team, like, left. It's like... Whoever wins the East is not beating the Warriors. Whoever wins the West I'm is sorry. winning the championship. Yeah. Like, the Warriors, assuming, uh, like, let's presume they're going to make the finals. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're going to beat who, who, either of those two teams. And if they play Miami, especially, I think it's going to be pretty handily. I think I it's think a tougher series against Boston because Boston's a better I defensive think, team. I think if the Warriors play with Boston, it would be in six. If the Heat, four or five. Yeah, I would say five. I just. just the the Warriors just look so good right now, and I mean it's frustrating having to play against them because it's our team. But they look amazing, man. If we played Memphis, this would be a different. Oh, story. we would, we would be in the finals if we played Memphis. <laughs> I even though Jaws like, oh, we would have been in the finals. Nah, bro, get out of here. The Suns swept us in season series, and look where they are. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to hear it. But man. we also won the Warrior series, and look how that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear it from the Grizzlies, man. I don't like, either. They'll be good. Yeah, I have mad respect for them. But yeah, but they wouldn't have made it this year. They're one of those teams like the Suns. Where it's like you talk so, talk so much smack when you make the playoffs. Yeah, and that's their what their first year in how long? Yeah, well, I mean the, the Suns made the finals last year. But, yeah, but shout out to CP3 for being his addiction. You see that uh, last finals? He said that he. Now that he played in the finals, it's addicting. And so whenever they were <laughs> seven-round upset, they said, congrats on beating your addiction. <laughs> I saw a, t- a meme today of, like, one of those, like, YouTube video links of, like, watch this amazing highlight. And it was, like, Chris Paul makes three to cut the lead down to 43. Yeah. So good. I love oh, those man, memes. I could clown about them all the time. I'm so – CPO. I got zero. so many texts from people – like, while I was on the cruise last week of, like, why are you gone? We could be recording about this, this win. I was like, I know. Like Zoom. I don't feel that. Well, I had literally the worst Wi-Fi 
in human existence on yeah, you didn't that even cruise. see tweets that I sent you you couldn't even see I know them. I was like I literally told you like I couldn't see I could only get text messages it was so bad <laughs> and it, when I did buy the Wi-Fi I could watch games one and two in like 144p where it just looked like blobs you should have asked them to yeah. play it on the Lido deck well they couldn't they didn't have TNT that's the thing awesome. they had TBS but they didn't have TNT and they had ESPN but didn't have TNT yeah that's it was awesome. it was it was whack, but fortunate. It is what it is. Yeah, I don't have anything else either, because um, I have some stuff. I've already talked about the cruise at the beginning of this episode, and I have some stuff to share at the end of this episode. So it is what it is. So, just Warriors. Props to you. Yeah. I mean, it'd be cool if you're the first ever team to come back from three zero, but against this Warriors team, no, no, but. I will say this, 2011 championship, they talk about, oh, what's the best championship of the last 10, 20 years is 2011. Enough said. But I rest my case. I rest my case as well. Okay. Well, now that there's not Prem for the next two and a half months, we're going to try to find ways to... Talk. (laughs) You're firing me for three months. (laughs) No, I'm not. Essentially, it's just going to be like, well... This transfer happened. Let's talk about it for 30 minutes. You know, I'm sure that's going to be the extent of our short episodes segments. Instead of but in July, we will definitely do a preview episode for the new year and um, World Cup and World Cup because now that is coming closer and closer and closer. And I think, but I think tomorrow it's going to be the World Cup. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Time flies. Yeah. It's going to be good. So y'all stay tuned for that as the summer goes on. But, uh, yeah, that's our seventh EPL talk, and we we just finished the year, so that's nice. crazy, crazy stuff. All right, well, before we wrap up the episode, um, check out this little message I have here at the end. But Clayton, thanks for being here. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. I can't believe we've gone through a whole year. I know, it's crazy. Say bye. bye. All right, there you have it. Another great EPL talk episode. Sorry for it being so long, but it is what it is. Um, So I have some fun music news to share. It's been tough trying to share it in the midst of a lot of things this week. How busy I've been and been uh, processing the the shooting in Uvalde um, pretty hard just because that has really touched me um, in a lot of ways. So... um, it feels weird to be doing it admittedly and i'll explain more later on our next episode but i'm very excited to announce that i have an ep coming out at the end of june called proximity and it's seven songs and actually the first song came out today i'm recording this bit on friday the 27th and the first single first time is out right now so go listen to it it's just my name dennis garvin jr on spotify apple music whatever you want to call it the link for both the song and the EP like pre-save pre-order link will be in the show notes so if you want to support in that way go do that go tell your friends about it go share the link go make TikToks to the new song because I think this song is perfect for TikTok and Instagram reels and all that and it would mean the world if you would support it um, so yeah new song first time out now new EP Proximity out June 24th and I'm very 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 excited about it and I can't wait to tell you more about it there will be an episode here pretty soon detailing all the behind the scenes stuff about it so go check that out when it comes out okay like i said this has been a very long episode i don't want to make it longer than it needs to so thanks for being here if you like what you heard give us a five-star rating five-star review on spotify apple podcast where we get your podcast from please uh 
follow the podcast Instagram at Dennis Friends Pod. Um, follow me on Instagram personally at Dennis Carver Jr. and on Twitter and on TikTok now and on Facebook and all those things. Support the music. Go follow Clayton. His uh, social media handles will be in the show notes, like always. Um, and I just appreciate y'all listening to this podcast. It's been a cool endeavor over the last five, six months. So uh, we have some fun stuff planned for the summer um, with the finals and Stanley Cup and Mavs and all the other things and music stuff as well. So just be on the lookout for that. My listen to this recommendation, uh, I know I just said it's a very long episode and I'm making it longer, but my listen to this recommendation is Mr. Morale, the big step of respect for tomorrow. It is absolutely incredible. Go listen to that record. Okay, that's it. Be good, do good. I'll see you all next time. Bye.